For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Messianic Understanding of the Traditional Passover Seder. This is part three of the series. We are commanded to encourage others to believe in Yeshua and to have others eat at his table. Yeshua told a parable in Luke chapter 14 that is said this way in verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper. The redemption from Egypt is celebrated with a meal, which is likened unto a great supper. And he bade many to come to this meal, this banquet. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, come to the table, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said, I've bought a piece of ground and I must need go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Luke 14, verse 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry that they didn't want to come and eat at his table, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes in the city and bring in, look, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. If you look up who is described as being poor and blind and maimed, it is the house of Jacob and being exiled in the nations of the world. That's how they're described. So this is a commandment to bring them back to Torah and to eat at the table, to eat of Messiah and to follow his commandment. Luke 14 verse 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Another subpart of Megid is known as Manishtana, which is the four questions. Traditionally, the younger child present for the Passover Seder will ask Ask these four questions. The four questions are as follows. On all other nights we eat hametz or leavened bread and matzah, unleavened bread. So why on this night do we eat only matzah or unleavened bread? Question number two. On all other nights we can eat any kind of vegetable. So why on this night do we eat only maror or bitter herbs? Question number three. On all other nights we are not required to dip even once. So why on this night do we dip twice? Question number four. On all other nights we eat sitting or reclining. 
So why on this night do we only recline? It is the answer to these questions is how the Passover events are told by the father to the rest of the family. The third subpart of Magid is known as Havadim Hainu. Havadim Hainu is a remembrance that we were once slaves in Egypt, but the God of Israel redeemed his people from Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, which is representing the Messiah. And now we are free men. There is a traditional song that is sung at this time, and the title of the song is Havadim Hainu. And the translation of the song, which is sung in Hebrew, is, Once we were slaves, now we are children of freedom. The next subpart of Magid is entitled The Four Sons. The four sons represent four different kinds of people who are in covenant relationship with the God of Israel, and their attitude toward the God of Israel, and their attitude toward Passover. The four sons are the wise son, the wicked son, the simple son, and the son that does not know how to ask. What is the spiritual application of the four sons? They represent four different kinds of believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. The wise son represents the mature believer who practices his faith with diligence. The wicked son can be associated with the one that shows indifference to following his faith after being exposed to faith in Yeshua as the Messiah and being raised in a believing home and atmosphere. The simple son is representative or associated with the believer who wants to further understand his faith in a deeper way and is inquisitive and wants to learn more and more about following the Messiah. The son that does not know how to ask represents the believer who is not even aware how you go about studying and growing in your faith. Next in the Megid is the actual telling of the Passover event. And it begins with an explanation that a covenant was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it further explains how the children of Israel went down to Egypt and were afflicted. Then the God of Israel brought forth his people after ten plagues fell upon the land of Egypt. These ten plagues were blood, frogs, lice, flies, pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the tenth plague was the slaying of the firstborn. At this part of Magid, you recite what is known as Dayenu. Dayenu means it is enough. This section of the Passover Haggadah explains how the God of Israel was under no obligation to redeem his people from Egypt. Therefore, every act that he does for his people should be received with a thankful heart. The traditional prayer of thanks in the Haggadah consists of the following. Therefore, it is my duty to thank, to praise, to laud, to glorify, to exalt, to acclaim, to bless, to extol, and to give respect to him who performed all these miracles for our fathers and for me. He has brought me forth from slavery to liberty, from sorrow to joy, from mourning to festival, from darkness to bright light, and from bondage to redemption. Therefore, let me recite a new song before him. Hallelujah. There is a traditional song that is sung. The title of the song is Diane. 
Ainu. The words of the song go like this. If he had only brought me out of Egypt, that in itself would have been enough. And then it goes on and remembers the various things that the God of Israel did for his people. For example, if he had only given us the Torah, that would have been enough. Rather than expecting so much from the God of Israel and being disappointed when things don't go your way in life, we need to receive every good thing that we have with thankfulness. That is the lesson of Dianu. In Psalm 100 verse 4 it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 it is written, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Yeshua HaMashiach concerning you. Next in the Megid we recite the first part of the Hillel. The Hillel is Psalms 113 to 118 and at this time you only recite Psalms 113 and 114. Then we drink from the second cup. The second cup is called the cup of affliction and deliverance. The spiritual application of this second cup, the cup of affliction and deliverance, Yeshua partook of this cup in Gethsemane. In Luke chapter 22 verses 42 through 44 it is written, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will be but your will be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Step number six is Ratzah. Ratzah is the symbolic washing of hands once again. Step number seven is motzi. Motzi is the blessing over bread. The traditional blessing over bread is as follows. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth the bread from the earth. In truth, this blessing over bread is a prayer of thanks unto the Heavenly Father for resurrecting Yeshua from the grave, he being the true bread that was brought forth, resurrected from the grave or from the earth. Yeshua is the true bread. John chapter 6 verse 33. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Step number eight is matzah. This is the blessing for in the eating of matzah. What is the spiritual or messianic application to matzah? When you eat matzah, you realize that it doesn't have much taste. It tastes bland. This is a description of Yeshua. In Isaiah chapter 53 verses 1 and 2 it is written, Who has believed thy report? And to whom is the arm, the zeroah, that shank bone on the Seder plate, of the Lord been revealed? Verse 2 it says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. It is like the matzah. It is bland in its taste. 
at least from the eyes of the external world with carnal eyes and with a carnal mind. Step number nine is maror. Maror here is romaine lettuce and it is eaten at this time. And what is traditionally done is the maror is dipped or rolled with the haroset, which is the mixture of apples and nuts and cinnamon and spices, etc. And because we are eating of maror, which represents slavery, you do not recline when eating maror. Step number 10 is korek. Korek is the eating of matzah and maror, and in this case it's a horseradish, together. And how this is customarily done is you will take two pieces of matzah and you will put the horseradish at the front of your sandwich that you're making, and you'll put the haroset behind. So initially when you bite into the sandwich, you will taste the horseradish, which has got to cause your eyes to water and to tear. But if you keep eating, you're going to eat the sweetness of the haroset. This sandwich is known as the Hillel sandwich from the custom of Rabbi Hillel, which dates back to the first century. What is the spiritual application of doing this? The tears from the horseradish represent the bitterness of trials and tribulations that come into our lives. The lesson to be learned is that if you will press through the trials and the tribulations, which causes heartache and tears to come upon us, represented by the horseradish, and trust in Yeshua for his deliverance, you will experience the sweetness, which is the haroset, and the God of Israel's deliverance in your your lives. Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, writes in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, that he experienced many trials and tribulations, but the God of Israel brought him through these things. But you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecution, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Step number 11 is called Shohan Arek. This is the actual eating of the Passover meal itself. The Passover meal is a celebration of the redemption from Egyptian bondage. When you get done eating the meal, you are going to search for the piece of matzah that was hidden earlier in the service, known as the Afikoman. The Afikoman is searched, found, and redeemed. Once the afikoman is found, it is a custom for the child to barter with the father to determine the value of the afikoman. Once the agreed price is made, the father will give a down payment on the agreed price. This down payment is called or known the promise of the father. The spiritual application to us is the afikoman represents Yeshua the Messiah. Some interpret the word afikoman to mean dessert. However, the word afikoman can also mean he came in the Greek aorist tense. The middle piece of matzah, which was broken earlier, representing the death of Yeshua on the tree, and then became hidden, representing that Yeshua would not return following his death on the tree for approximately 2,000 years after his death on the tree,
is now redeemed, representing those who would accept him as the Messiah. The promise given to those who accept Yeshua as the Messiah is the indwelling Holy Spirit, who is the promise of the Father. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it is written, And behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So this is referring to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which we read about in Acts chapter 2. The indwelling Holy Spirit is the down payment given to every believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, where there will be a greater presence of the Spirit of the God of Israel in the awareness of His presence during the Messianic era when the entire earth will be filled with the knowledge of Yeshua. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 it says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. When Yeshua ascended to be with the Heavenly Father, He gave gifts to men through the indwelling Holy Spirit. And we are told about this in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 7 and 8. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Messiah. Wherefore he says when he ascended on high he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. In Ephesians 4 it describes these gifts is what we call the fivefold ministry. Those who would teach us in the ways of the God of Israel. But we also have the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are mentioned in other places in the Bible which includes righteousness found in Romans chapter 5 verses 17 and 18. Eternal life found in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Grace found in Romans chapter 5 verses 12 through 15. Faith which is found in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. Then we have the spiritual gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 and 4 and also so 8 and 11. These gifts are wisdom, knowledge, healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, and the discerning of spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10, we have tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28, we have gifts of helps and administration. Now, we need to understand that the steps which we have done so far in the Passover Seder, prior to eating the Passover meal, emphasizes and teaches us about the first coming of Yeshua. The events after eating the Passover meal is going to teach us about the event of the second coming of Yeshua. Step number 12 is known as Zafun. Zafun is eating the Afikoman which had been redeemed earlier. The Afikoman represents spiritually eating every element and aspect of the Passover lamb itself. You eat the Afikoman while reclining to the left. Next is step 13 which is butter and the drinking of the third cup. Barak is the grace after the meal. The third cup is now filled and then Psalm 126 is recited followed by the grace after the meal. Then you drink the third cup while reclining to the left. The third cup is called the cup of redemption. The messianic or spiritual application of this step is that Psalm 126 looks forward to the gathering of the exiles of the house of Jacob from all the nations of the earth and this is known in traditional Judaism as the messianic redemption. In Psalm 126 
it tells us that this messianic redemption is like a dream. It seems like an impossibility. It is the role of the Messiah to restore and gather the exiles of Israel and bring them back to the land of Israel. This event, the scriptures tell us, will be fulfilled during the tribulation at a period of time known as Jacob's trouble. We can see this from Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 3 and 7. It says in verse 3, For lo, the days come, says the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah together they're the house of Jacob and I'm going to cause them to return to the land that I gave to the fathers and they will possess it and in speaking about this return it says in verse 7 alas for that day the day of the return is great so that none is like it it is even the time of Jacob's trouble but he will be saved out of it Step number 14 is known as Hallel and the fourth cup. During Hallel, a cup is poured for Elijah. Traditionally, the children will go to the door to look for the coming of Elijah. The second part of the Hallel, which is Psalms 115 to 118 are recited. Then we recite the great Hallel, which is Psalm 136. Then we drink the fourth cup. And the fourth cup is known as the cup of his coming or the cup of the kingdom. Then a song is sung known as Haggadah. What is the spiritual meaning and application of these things? Hallel teaches us about the events prior to the second coming of Yeshua to rule and reign on the earth during the Messianic era. The second coming of the Messiah is associated with the coming of Elijah and the judgment of the nations known as the tribulation period. We are told once again in Matthew chapter chapter 17 verses 10 and 11 Yeshua was asked why is it taught that Elijah comes before Messiah and Yeshua answered that Elijah will come and restore all things in mentioning and reading these things earlier in Malachi chapter 4 verses 4 and 5 the restoration is a remembrance to follow the Torah of the God of Israel just like in Egypt when the God of Israel redeems his people from all the nations where they've been scattered, he will judge the nations when he redeems his people. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7, talks about Jacob's trouble and Jacob being saved out or through it, and then it goes on to say about the nations in Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 10 and 11, therefore fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity and Jacob will return. And it goes on to say, For I am with you, says the Lord, to save you. Though I make a full end of all nations where I've scattered you, yet will I not make a full end of you. So when he redeems his people, he's judging the nations. Step number 15 is the final step of the Passover Seder service. It is known as Nertzah. Nertzah is the declaration of the end of conducting the Passover Seder, fulfilling the commandment to tell your children about the event of Passover. The Passover Seder concludes with the cry, Next year in Jerusalem. These words is actually a prayer 
for the coming of King Messiah and the end of the exile of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered and the advent of the Messianic era. The Seder ends with the words next year in Jerusalem or in Hebrew it's Lashana Haba'a Berushalayim. Lashana Haba'a Berushalayim. It's usually repeated three times. Lashana Haba'a Berushalayim. Next year in Jerusalem. Hopefully in doing this study on Passover and in specifically doing this teaching on the Passover Seder, you can see how rich Passover is to all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, especially when we understand the principles of Scripture, that even though Passover is a celebration of the historical Egyptian redemption, it also has a future parallel application to the end of days when the God of Israel will redeem the house of Jacob from all the nations where they have been scattered. It teaches us about about the salvation in Yeshua the Messiah who is the Lamb of the God of Israel and it teaches us about our personal relationship with him. Yeshua said, come to the table. Anyone who is hungry, come and eat. This is a reference to celebrating Passover and understanding what the celebration of Passover is all about and how it relates and teaches us about Yeshua and about our personal relationship with him. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, the Messianic understanding of the traditional Passover Seder. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.